You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. I'm speaking with Kim Stanley Robinson. His latest book is 60 Days and Counting. It portrays a presidential campaign during the midst of an ecological crisis. Thank you for joining me, Stan. A pleasure, Rick, as always. Uh, Stan, tell us a little bit about how you feel. You wrote uh, this is Your book's last trilogy was very political, and we are in the midst of times that are also very political. Yes, I almost tonight read... Um, uh, an inaugural address by my fictional president taking over in the midst of environmental meltdown. But uh, since we have a financial meltdown, I thought it wouldn't be quite as appropriate. And everybody's sick of politics at this moment anyway, so I chose to read uh, less political sections. But yeah, this book will be um, historical fiction in about six months. It'll, it will, it will, reality will have passed it by. And, and you know, hey, uh, just switch a couple letters: economics, ecological. We're, we're we're just about there. Yeah. Well, I I fear that the, the it, it, maybe this is an opportunity. You know, if if capitalism breaks down, since capitalism was breaking the planet anyway, maybe this is the you know the bubble that burst is the American consumer per se, not just some smaller thing. And so maybe we'll change, and maybe things it'll be an opportunity to get things better. You know, I think that might happen. Uh, well, I certainly hope so, and, and I wanted to talk to you about your forthcoming book. Um, it's a little bit different, isn't it? Yes, I'm writing a science fiction novel about Galileo, and it includes some uh, science fiction elements I've never used before, like time travel. And so um, uh, my brain is tied up in knots uh, from having to deal with the paradoxes of time travel, and I'm, I'm having a lot of fun, and, and I'm almost done, so it's very exciting. Well, when you step back into historical fiction, there's so many similarities between historical fiction and science fiction. Is it an easy uh, step for you? Oh, sure. I mean, I it was similar to work to the Years of Rice and Salt. And I, uh, I've, I've read Cecilia Holland, who's been one of my heroes that we read with tonight, uh, since I discovered her as a high school student. And she's not much older than me, but she began writing very, very young. And I ran into one of her first novels, and I've been reading her ever since. So it's a thrill to uh, be reading with her, and she's a good friend at this point. And um, historical fiction and science fiction, as we'll be discussing later on, they have strong structural similarities. So it's easy to go back and forth, particularly the kind of stuff I've been doing. Now, you're very interested in your books in uh, social dynamics and in humor. And there's there's quite a bit of humor, even when you were pulling out uh, all the the quotes with Emerson, which I thought and and Thoreau. Tell us a little bit about your ability to evoke that. Well, I I like it when I see it, and so I collect it like a magpie and try to um, shove it in every time I find it. And my family's funny. I write things down. I myself I don't feel that I'm very funny personally, but I know it when I see it and I remember well. So I just stick it in because I like it when I run across it in books and in person. I, one of the, I think it's kind of interesting that you, amidst your uh, a book that describes essentially a, a, an ecological cataclysm, that, that you describe it as a, as a domestic comedy. <laughs> yes, I, I wanted to do uh, something different and make a utopian black comedy where um, this, this uh, environmental meltdown, if we jump on it, if we uh, deal with it, then we've done something heroic for our grandkids. And there will always be this horrible discrepancy between what we want and what we do. And so that's, that's comedy. 
So it seemed to me the best way to uh, get it across where it wasn't just grim, bad news, you know, time after time. Because it might not be grim, bad news. Now, a lot of the science fiction you write, this, these books in particular, you'd be hard-pressed to, to identify them as science fiction when you read them. And I think that's a really interesting uh, kind of dichotomy for you. Well, I've always tried to write for any uh, reader who wanted to give the books a try, that they weren't written in any kind of uh, internal communal code of, uh, of science fiction experts, that anybody can pick up any of my books and they will be clear. Uh, and that's a technical challenge and a problem, but I think it's worth doing because um, essentially what I want to do is write novels. And I am a science fiction patriot. I think that we live in a science fiction novel, as I've said to you before. So I write it as a kind of realism. And so, but the main thing is to ha write novels that anybody could pick up and read and enjoy. I've been speaking with Kim Stanley Robinson. His latest book is 60 Days and Counting. Thank you for joining me, Stan. Pleasure, as always, Rick. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.